0: Three, two, one, the Backyard Boor, Pieta Milan. <laughs> Pieta. <laughs> we, we actually had that conversation in the Amatola about Pieta and Pieta. Um, and all the
1: other versions. And all the other versions
0: <laughs> of the name. So what is the, the correct version for all the friends out there that's known you for most of your life?
1: Pita.
0: Pieta. <laughs> Pieta Milan, the Backyard Boor. Um, so actually, let's start off, you, you were just asking about the, the rock on the table. It's actually um a few when was it? can you feel how it's Very not light it's it's a lot lighter than the the size that yeah. it is, so I think it was a year and a half ago i just i think just after hard lockdown, or just before a hard lockdown, actually, I was walking on the beach um where I stay, and I was looking for rocks that symbolized the alphabet, so like an oh. A, B, C. So that I wanted to kind of create an alphabet from A to Z and then but 1 then to rock 10. Rock topography. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, up in the dunes, I was kind of, uh, you know, having a look. And then this rock, for some reason, it was kind of shiny. Uh, it was kind of glistering in the sun. So when I picked it up, immediately I felt that the weight is off. It's obviously a lot lighter than the size that it is. So I put it in my pocket. I went back home. And then it was only like a week later. Someone came to visit, um, and I showed I showed them the rock, and I told them, "Listen, do you have any idea what it could be?" And then he he mentioned a word that I've never heard before, and I probably should have because I've I, I spend a lot of uh, time underwater, and that is ambergris. Have you ever heard what? Uh, do you know what ambergris is?
1: Um,
0: no. So basically, sure. it's it's like the oysters, uh, the uh, pearls of a sperm whale in in short so basically what happens is sperm whales but i think predominantly or part of their diet is um, like squid okay. and squid has a, the same beak as an octopus you know almost like a mm-hmm. parrot beak so um these beaks can't be digested by their system so what their system then their stomach uh, what their body basically does is they collect all these beaks or whatever f- uh, items that they can't digest Collects it and then after a while it kind of creates this layer around it and then they basically shit it out, and then a this rock poo. yeah exactly and then this stuff kind of drifts on the uh, on the in the ocean and then eventually washes up. Um, so when this guy told me it could be ambergris because of the weight, because of the weight being off, yeah, I immediately quickly googled to you it know felt- what to how to test it actually. So um, one of the tests is it should float in water or at least sink but at a very slow rate and the other one was um, you should take a hot needle and then you should kind of press it against the rock and it should give off like a kind of a smelly kind of odor and it should kind of melt into the into the ambergris or whatever so um, I did all the tests and it didn't check out uh, which was quite sad because apparently and I weighed it I think this thing was like 218 grams and if you translate that into money terms, I think for a piece of real ambergris, it's worth like oh. a fucking half a million or a million rand or something, something stupid. So um, then I actually. Expensive I, poo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that, the reason why it's so expensive is ambergris is used in the perfume industry. So in France and all the. I think there's some European countries where a lot of these ambergris sellers actually sell it to these perfume companies or whatever the case of. I guess intermediate or third parties mm. that then sells it off to the perfume industry, but the the ingredient there's some ingredient within ambergris that um, prolongs the smell of perfume and on your it body. Stays on you, yeah, exactly. Or in you. So uh, apparently I mean, that's that's something that uh, is found in ambergris. So that's why it's so expensive. Um, so okay. what I actually did is I took a few photos. Send it off to the fossil West Coast fossil park, <laughs> you know. And then um, a few days later, they came back to me. Uh, they didn't know what it was, yeah. but they wanted me to bring the rock to them to have a look. And I'm always cautious with ah. these things, because also I found a lot of shark teeth and things. And I don't know exactly what the the laws in South Africa is regarding these things. Yeah. I think you can pick it up if it washes up. But you can't go and dig things up and then keep it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming. I think there's something, something, something like that. Anyway, so some professor from um, the evolutionary studies from Institute of Witwatersrand or something came back to me and he said, basically, it's a rock that the bushman used to um, grind um, their ochre and their seeds with. So oh, at least wow. it's something interesting. At least yeah. it's not just no, a piece of, you know, charcoal that fossilized yeah. or something like that because that's what i eventually initially or that i thought thought maybe um a fossilized charcoal or fossilized bone or you know yeah. something in that regard Looks
1: incredible
0: so um yeah beach combing do you do have you ever done beach combing? You're
1: with you shark teeth
0: shark teeth and um, i never
1: found one
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should go to yeah i'm not gonna tell you where to go but there's uh, there's a few places um, in Cape Town that is quite um, rich. <laughs> um, you could probably try milk <laughs> but there's better places. I'll tell you afterwards. But, um, actually, you know, if if you're really struggling to go buy, uh, to find shark teeth, just go to the Milderton flea market. Yeah, go and, you and buy, buy them. You <laughs> buy like a fucking handful <laughs> for next to um, uh, so. nothing.
1: I love these rocks um, and their stories. We used to pick up a few on our farm. Those ones with the sharp edges.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: and my dad would just play the field and these things would pop up every now and again. And we always knew they were kind of special, but it was just there. So do, do, I'm, I'm, do, I'm sure there's still a few left.
0: Do you, have you ever f- uh, found any of those crockery, those old uh, Chinese or uh, China crockery? Yes,
1: yes. I find that all the really? time in my garden as well. I'm like, where the hell... That's does it come from
0: yeah that's crazy
1: who broke all these plates <laughs> mm.
0: there was a story i rem- i can't remember exactly what the story was my memory is shut but there was a story behind the fact or uh, the reasoning why so many people find these broken china scattered we things. must
1: find the reason mm. well yeah. what you
0: should do is if you can collect like a bowl of that and then yeah. you make yeah. a cup or bowl from I think all people
1: this has done that before yeah, probably artists yeah. or someone i'm not crazy. it's enough. funny because even in my garden now New raised beds that I brought in, and then I find them in there. And That's like, crazy. Yeah, they must have came through the compost that I bought. <laughs> <So now laughs> Incredible. It's, it's like lucky
0: packets. Yeah, um, yeah. So listen, um, the and last it's
1: always white and blue. It is actually yeah, white and blue. Yeah, it's always, always white and blue. Okay, well
0: I guess there's there's probably it goes back to. Uh, uh, bl- it's like so isn't it like a blue purple ish. Because I mean I don't know if yeah. that was a kind of a easy like an easy
1: looking p- ink. Yeah, but yeah, use. but wasn't
0: it kind of like an easier or um, a color that was kind of easily accessible yeah, those days? I the don't ink know. Ink was probably cheaper. I don't know. I Guess well, yeah. if, uh, purple and purple was considered what royal, yeah, royal in those years. So I don't know how close that blue yeah, to it purple was the blues. is. Yeah. Um, okay, so the last time we saw each other was. Um, a few, a few. What was it? Two weeks ago, three, three weeks ago.
1: Three weeks ago. Yeah, it's been we a while. Were on I'd, day three. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that.
0: Have you? Um, uh, you've obviously. I mean, uh, you didn't get anything um, close to what me and Brunk had. No. Um, so let's quickly recap. Um, we went on a what was a six-day hike.
1: Five nights, six days.
0: 100. Six
1: kilometers. 106 kilometers yeah, in the
0: Sky. And then carry
1: everything on your back.
0: Yes. <laughs> and then I managed to get to day three and then my shit t- turned south.
1: <laughs> Literally. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, fuck. So I felt like such a cheat in the end of uh, uh day six when I got to the to the end um a banner or what whatever the fucking sign is where you yeah. take a photo. So, I did take a photo, me and Laratu, um, but obviously, um, you know, I just, I felt like an imposter. Um no. Because, I mean, I, I basically... As long as you
1: enjoyed the parts, you did hike. No, That's sure. That's kind of how I sure. saw it, because we also missed a, a, a full day. Yeah. And yeah. a night, you know. Yeah. Um, but you're... The days on the trail was the fun days, and I'm glad we didn't partake in the days we couldn't walk. Sure. <laughs> <So>
0: <laughs> Actually, you know the the last day, that hike up towards the mountain top, yeah. from the bottom, it looked fucking treacherous.
1: It was. A- and it you, was
0: a and it was a hot d- about morning.
1: About not even a quarter in, you're like, Ooh, we're close to the top. And then you know by now on day six of this hike, when you think like that, it's not like that. Mm. And you keep climbing and keep climbing and eventually you get to the top where you have to have lunch and we waited for the rest of the group. And just died for a few minutes. But
0: when you guys got to the top, was the sun still behind the mountain, or it was kind of already on? Uh, I don't above? know
1: where the hell the sun was.
0: <laughs> because there was a lot of there was um, at least a lot of shade in the morning when we cause, yes because when I looked back, I could see a lot of shade. Uh, uh, you know, the kinda. sun
1: was behind us um, most of the time. I think we got to the top at like quarter to 12-ish, if mm. I remember correctly. Because um, we were like yo. By nine, we were probably halfway up. Yeah. No, I'm lying. By nine, we started to climb from that mountain section. And we're like, oh, we're definitely going to be there by 10. Mm. Not the case. Yeah. Um, so you climb, climb, climb. And then we probably got there at like quarter to 12 or so. And then waited, started having lunch, chilled there for a bit. And then uh, the idea was to wait for the rest of the group. Yeah. And we almost left and then we saw them coming. And then we chilled with them for a bit. They had lunch. And then we all, from there on, you on the ridge of the mountain yeah, for a yeah. while, um, which is absolutely beautiful. And then it's like a heavy descent.
0: Yeah. Yeah, mm. it was, um, like I said, I mean, I think it was around nine-ish when I looked back. And, uh, you know, it was so hot on the on mm. the jeep track already. And I looked back then and I just realized there was no fucking way mm. that I would have survived that no. mountain um, no. ascent. Because um, even even when we got to the Jeep track, where I left you guys, yeah, like even that literally that first yeah. ascent, I looked up into the forest and I was like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going. I'm just going to waste yeah. my time here. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I'm I'm really pissed off um, or disappointed that I didn't get to partake in um, the last days. Um,
1: yeah, but did you didn't mi- you didn't miss the most beautiful part? I'd say. Those first three days were, mm. I'd say, probably amazing. Yeah, no, definitely. And also, Forest. obviously,
0: the first... The, I think the first day... The first and the third... No, the, fuck. The third day, I was I was dying.
1: The first day was a bit of a rush the for f- no reason. The first day was a rush, it and, but anxiety. it was also
0: the excitement because, yeah. you know, everyone... I mean, we were a you bunch just, of people that yeah. haven't seen each other for a while. Everyone just want to get
1: going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you
0: know, you've got so much excitement and adrenaline in you. So um, that first afternoon getting to camp was yeah really cool.
1: Yeah,
0: and then uh, you know, and then the next morning you wake up and your calves are fucked up, and your pits yeah. <laughs> are gone, and your your shoulders are <laughs> broken. And then you, <laughs> and you hate the
1: oats. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're really fucking tired of the food that you packed in and then uh and then you know five yeah. wake up six you need to depart so um yeah so i think day two was probably my favorite because yeah. also day it two day one and two well especially day two was where i also um had the opportunity to kind of because i was so far in front mm. for some fucking reason yeah i don't Running. know actually well i don't know why i because you
1: packed this
0: my dehydrated meals (laughs) um so um actually i was probably one of the heavier ones starting the trial i think i mean i was at 18 or 19 leaving so that's
1: debatable
0: i don't know is it
1: we didn't weigh the
0: bags (laughs) yeah that's true actually well i think most of us were probably which was way overweight yeah but um day two was one of the days where i had the opportunity to have a lot of time um because i was so far ahead kind of um walking by myself within in -hmm. the jungle uh, in the forest Mm -hmm. and then you know you have no voices you have no Mm. people you have you've got only the 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 sound of the the wind and the leaves falling Mm. And the occasional baboon or monkey or whatever Mm. screaming or cape parrot or whatever the case might be. So that was quite cool. But obviously, you know, the excitement was, like you said, it was the walk, but Mm. also getting to camp where everyone kind of gets together because everyone splits and breaks up during the day, obviously, as, as people walk fast and slow and take photos and swim or whatever. But, um, you know, the excitement when everyone gets to camp and everyone cheers and claps and fucking yeah. starts the donkey. Getting there
1: is like a little accomplishment every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was actually really yeah. cool.
0: But um, I
1: had that on the last day, um, that walking by yourself thing, because I started ascending first, after ascending first from our lunch break. Yeah. And I got down the mountain quite fast. Like, I was just ready to go down. And I wanted to take a rest to do the Amatola Plus with two of the mm. people that were keen. And then they were not so keen when they got to us eventually, so um, that was beautiful. Like like you said, like when you're so quiet in there, mm. and there's um, you, you hear something and you stop. And you're like, oh, there's a monkey. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And you know, there's no one to share it with you, so you just have to take it in. I also didn't really have my phone with me. Mm. Took it out on the second or third day for the first pictures. Um, so every time you need to you want to take a photo, you're like stop, take a mental mm. and you remember it, which yeah, is awesome
0: that's uh, that's exactly what I did as well i I had my camera fully ch- or my my phone fully charged, but I think i took I took photos of the map at the briefing before we started <laughs> to make sure that you know. <laughs> If I get fucking lost, I can know what yeah. to do. And then I think day one, I took a bunch of photos of uh, Debbie and Mike and them. Yeah. And fucking, and then in the end, I took a bunch of random things. Like, But so exactly like you, I, yeah. I just decided like, I want to, you know, Keep it for myself yeah. and experience it, enjoy it in a in a yeah. wholesome way without fucking yeah. technology or
1: oh, without breaking the bloody expensive phones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
0: I I kind of just kept mine nice and deep yeah. in my pocket, away from uh, sure. you know, because I anyway I didn't have any uh, airtime, so I couldn't even get into <laughs> fucking Instagram or anything. Uh, what was your favorite part of the hike?
1: Yeah. Ooh. I loved our lunch stops with Leon and Melissa. Um, Cause I think when you stop, you kind of, you're so tired and you you plan for that stop. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we're gonna stop in the next <laughs> 30 minutes. And <laughs> you're like, oh, I need food right yeah. now. Um, and then you kind of walk, walk, walk and you find, scout for locations. Yeah, And um, I think two of the days we ended up in, like, um, the pine forests on the needles. Yeah. It almost forms a little bedding. Yeah. And you just fall down on them. And that was amazing. Mm. Um, La and Olay, which joined us unexpectedly, they also joined us for one of their lun- those lunches. And they, they actually said to us, they sleep on the trail during uh, lunchtime. They yeah. take little naps. Yeah. And, like, why didn't we think of that? That's a fucking good <laughs> so idea. We all actually took a bit of a lie down that day. Even I think it was like ten minutes, but yeah. it, that was good.
0: Yeah, actually, those those things are slippery as fuck, though. Yeah, uh, Especially <laughs> on, Yeah, especially on the yeah. mountaintops when um, when it's a little bit of a, a, um, a slope, um, you had to kind of t- consciously yeah. put your foot down um, on the spots. My right
1: ankle took punishment. Is that? I think that trail is very much, it's harder At on the right hand yeah. I don't yeah. know if you also felt that. No, no,
0: I agree, I agree. Um, there is, there's one and side.
1: And I already have a wonky right ankle. Yeah, so. well,
0: your, your tape kept up uh, quite well, though. Your, your yeah, it was on it? and off. Oh, really? <laughs> Did you have your knee as well or on your no, ankles? No, no, no. No. Um, because I obviously, I was, um, I took, uh, what's it like running shoes. Yeah. And m- most people <laughs> were in boots, you know. So I was actually quite happy with with, yeah. with the f- the with the decision of taking um shoes. Your
1: shoes looked fine in the Yeah, air.
0: it was perfect. Uh, but compared to but, some
1: of the other taxi. But
0: I would I, I will mention I think they three, my ankles did kind of suffer because of the, the slope. Yeah. I could there was uh, there was spots and where
1: every time you kind of like step a bit skew or whatever, that boot kind of corrects. Sure. Yeah. You. It exactly. helps you to correct. Exactly. Whereas with um a normal trail running or tacky shoe
0: yeah it's kind of you don't have that like
1: that's me falling down the mountain (laughs) yeah
0: you know what i did realize though is because of the tackies that um the longer the hike the more you had these slopes the weaker my ankle became so i could feel at day three i could feel that if i'm gonna if i'm gonna get a bad step in i'm gonna fuck up my ankle Mm. because it's it's almost like something you kind of wearing it out yeah. and it's tired and it's kind of strained and you're putting strain and strain and weight on it and um because i was so weak and fucked up on day three yeah. it was just an accident waiting to happen yeah. you know so i was uh, you know there was a stage at day, um in the end of day three that last kilometer up towards the the hut where ines had to take my bag and that yeah. was the worst part of the trail it was that like was th- it was so steep yeah and I
1: wish I wish just to interrupt you on that se- on that section of the trail it's probably one of the most beautiful parts of yeah, the trail yeah but you don't you don't have time to take it in so yeah. at some stage we stop by that wa- massive waterfall mm. and um, I consider jumping <laughs> but then you see the view and you're like wow just check it like check where you are yeah, and exactly. take it in. Um, and yeah continue when no, no 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 <laughs> i'm just
0: saying you know like ines he was such a fucking legend i don't for know how that's
1: humanly possible <laughs> no, to have a know. backpack in front and and back. And,
0: and my bag. Like, again my bag was hev- heavy yeah you know so i literally have <laughs> had his camera on my neck i had two walking sticks that uh, marius gave yeah. me i think and for each five meters i had to rest three four minutes yeah. i was so fucked up uh, so sick and I was so Shame. short of breath and, you know, fever and body aches mm. and um, I didn't eat for two days or whatever. Yeah. So I was broken. So I can't believe I, uh, you know, I thought Inez is going to kind of, you know, take his time to get that bag up that hill. And he was fucking in front of me the whole time. Yeah. So what a le- he's a yeah. legend um, <laughs> for, for getting me and my bag up uh, the third day. <laughs> fucking hell.
1: Um, no, that was torture.
0: So, um, yes. And,
1: and to think the cows do it.
0: Yeah, with, that, with a smile. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so that was like the, the, um, I think, like you said, that day three was the highlight for me. That hut, that setting, I would love to go back and stay there for like two or three or four days. Yes. And just hang out there, yes. you because know, you've got the waterfalls, you've got that massive rock, yeah. you've got so much little ways to kind of walk around that area. You've got yeah. the forest to the right, you've got the baboons all there, everything is there. So there's a lot to see and do, but, um. Yeah, I'll probably have to go back and, um, you know, finish un- my, unfinished b- my unfinished business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just day four five. five.
1: <laughs> yeah, drop us at day, day three.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the hut. <laughs> exactly. So it's, um, yeah. yeah. And then um, on the way back, uh, we started listening to S-Town. Oh, and i mean it's Shit. a t- it's a 10 hour <laughs> it's a 10 hour ho- uh, drive home
1: yeah we we could have probably done the whole thing but
0: well we we did as much as you can possibly yeah. do in 10 hours i mean we finished six six episodes
1: yeah but we also only started like four hours into sure the drive sure
0: sure but um but then i got back did home i it? unpacked you know what happened like i unpacked that evening i went to sleep because, you know, I was still not 100%. Yeah. And then um, in the middle of the night, I woke up and I was completely drenched. I was. It was as if I just oh. took a shower and got into be- straight into bed. It was so weird. The last and I, bit
1: of the bath, yeah, sweating was, out. <laughs> I'd
0: never experienced this before. So I, I, and I woke up to go to the top ba- bathroom and I, I woke up and I'm completely wet. So I, I kind of dried myself off. Uh, I went for a shower. I came back, went to bed again. And then the next morning, unpacking. Um, I remembered uh, that I still did the, the last episode of down, um, And, you know, I was expecting kind of like a peak, you know, like a mm. massive reveal in the end, which it was never there. Mm. But then after the last episode, I went back and I've list, I, I listened to 5, 6, and 7, I think, again. And it's actually such a crazy story. But um, there's so many questions that's still unanswered, yeah. you know. I mean... Um, you, d-
1: you almost don't know how to feel about it.
0: Exactly. I mean, in your opinion, wh- what do you think happened to the gold? That he... Um, I I,
1: I'm not sure if it ever, if there ever vo- was so much gold. You
0: reckon? I mean, it's a possibility. It's not... Um, you, kn-
1: you know, it might be something to use um, as a tool for people to think you are better than you are, slash mm. worth more than you are. But, but you know, it's such a big thing to not leave in your will, or at least to someone you trust yeah. to, to to sort out afterwards. Yeah. Um,
0: well, he he remember there was a there was him speaking about Tyler, the young guy, the, the his good friend. Yeah, Tyler. Yeah. So yeah. there was a piece I think where he said that he would. If there was anyone, I think, you know, it would be Tyler that kind of gets whatever yeah. he has when he passes. They would on. have
1: seen it in Tyler's behavior afterwards. I that guess. he got gold.
0: Well, that's the thing is, you know... You could probably assume he didn't because yeah. he was arrested for for for, um, for credit card thre- yeah. th- um, fraud or and yeah. uh, or frauding a signature, John's signature, uh, yeah. so that he can sell the sure. two cars. Yeah, that, I
1: felt so bad for him. Yeah, so about that,
0: yeah, so there was a you lot of you feel for that guy. No, sure, definitely, you know, uh, and especially because he has little kids and yeah. so on. But um, so you can kind of rule Tyler out of the equation. Mm. But then you need to ask. So if it if let's say there the was the the old mom the yeah, granny his mom his mom well she's she had dementia yeah. so it's difficult well, then to you know I mean it's a possibility maybe she's sitting with the key to or to 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 the yeah. location of it but then there's two big thi- no there's three big things where I I think you could f- possibly find the gold the one would obviously be his maze, maze. you know like Beautiful. somewhere did you the- go
1: and Google Earth it no not yet you should go and really? check it out yeah I actually I think somewhere they reveal the location oh or, really or you can probably just by now google yeah, his name yeah and
0: and you'll be able to find yeah. it um because remember he had the gates that yes so
1: and 62 combinations or something like yeah, that for the f- maze
0: for the maze so i i doubt that it would be in the middle of the maze because i mean that's just that would
1: be the obvious yeah RPS.
0: exactly so, you know, maybe inside the gates...
1: But didn't Tyler also go in there with metal detectors and stuff?
0: I think someone went in someone there.
1: Someone would have. No,
0: it, I think it was the cousins. Yeah. When the cousin cousins okay. moved in... Yeah, see, um, I, I
1: missed the last part of yeah. it. And I so, listened to it so long ago, so... But yeah.
0: So, I think the cousins kind of stri- tr- uh, tried to yeah. kind of uh, look for the gold. And they also, I think they ransacked... or They went through the house, uh, his mom's house, yeah. to try and find uh, the gold. So the other thing is, is um, obviously you know the new owner of the property is the that rich guy from town that, that owns the the timber company.
1: Oh yes, the um, um, Bert, the, KKK the KKK people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: what
1: a shit name. Yeah.
0: So um, <laughs> the one thing is, is you know he bought the in the end of the day he bought the property. Yeah. So um, many believe that the gold is hidden in the in his forest Somewhere because obviously the property is quite big. So that's another option, and yeah. that's something that's kind of plausible. But the biggest thing, I think, for the galt is the clocks. Because John...
1: He restored the clocks.
0: He so was a, do you yeah. think to
1: use it for that?
0: So I think what happened is, because I think it was quite clear, and I think he mentioned it, that obviously beside the mental health illness that he had... Um, mercury poisoning. The mercury poisoning.
1: Yeah, that I remember that part. Like, yes. I also thought of that quite a lot afterwards.
0: So... I think what John did is, I can't remember if it was mentioned or not, but I think what could have happened is he could have used the gold and he could have melted it down and mixed it with the mercury. And then there's a like a process called fire gilding or something where they then you, you evaporate the mercury and I think just the gold plating or whatever is left. I'm, I'm not sure how it okay. works, but I'm pretty sure, you know, the internal workings of the clock, like little... Um, mm. Other moving parts yeah. could have been made that's from gold. So all those clocks that he, he was kept, restoring, yeah.
1: he might have had one gold bar at some stage. But he melted use it down for that. Yeah. He
0: melted, that ba- well, he could have melted down uh-huh. all the gold bars and then made clock little clock parts, parts from it, yeah. and then replaced that in all the clocks. Because yeah. remember, first thing, one of the things he was he was rescuing stray dogs. Yeah. The other thing was he went to the uh, tattoo parlor to get tattoo to, to get tattoo uh, all yeah. the time, but it was. Partly yeah. bec- to get tattooed, and it was also partly because he was um, he was uh, supporting the yeah. shop because yeah. the shop didn't have money. They were kind of running yeah. low on funds to be able to keep pay up rent yeah. and stuff. So each time when they were kind of when rent was due, yeah. John will just appear yeah. and he'll get a new tattoo, and then they have money again. And then he he was helping the lady at the the, the clerk at the city hall or whatever. Yes. So there's a lot of people and a lot of ways that John was continuously helping yeah. other people. So in a sense, I think, oh, I'd like to believe that that's what also partly why he then, you know, kind of put these gold pieces Everywhere. into the clocks and kind of left it for ah, the people to kind of hopefully discover or whatever.
1: Mm. That's an intre- I've never thought of it like that.
0: Mm. I don't know. I mean, um, because... The murder, re- the yeah. murder was, was, uh, was not true. I yeah. think that was kind of... Um,
1: you almost you, you think it starts off as a murder mystery, mystery mm. getting solved. Yeah. And then it, all these little other, st- other stories come in, in, in and then it ends up and you like look back at it and it's like it's all about him. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, but that's um, another question I want to ask you. Why do you think did he come up with the murder story was that just, you think, to lure the, the, the journalist to to, uh, yeah. to this, uh, what's it, Woodstock, yeah the town? I
1: do think so because there's also a bit of a sadistic, there's a bad side to him that mm. like, I, I think now because he's dead, you don't want to talk about that. Mm. You know, you almost feel like, oh, I can't talk about a dead man that you don't even know. Yeah. But um, I think it might, you know, that might link up a bit.
0: Yeah, it could. I mean, um, it it's almost like, I mean, because he's, he's a very clever individual. So yeah. it's it's almost like he he was...
1: I think he used that as a bait to get this guy to come and check out all the crazy that's going on in this place he calls shit down.
0: I, th- I think he needed someone... He knew
1: that, that murder didn't happen. I mean, that's yeah, very think, obvious.
0: I think he maybe <clears throat> what he wanted was someone of his caliber, his IQ maybe. I think he wanted someone to come in and experience or or see what he sees, I mm. think. Because obviously, you know, the whole theme of his story was how much he hated this town. Yeah. And the people and the racism and, and all this, the issues he's got. And the issues in the world. Yeah. But then also, you know, going through the the, the, the episode he realized that there was a lot of um there was a lot of this within him. Mm. You know, he wasn't a pure yeah. individual. Although he tried to be a good individual yeah. by, you know, doing all these good deeds,
1: I think that might be the answer to your questions. Like he, he might have wanted people to see the good in him, so he needed this reporter to come and experience everything and see where all the pies he's got his fingers in. Mm. If I can say it like that, you know, like he, how much he helps all the people. I don't know. You know, is yeah. is that? Is that A way for him to to put himself out there. I also read something afterwards of someone asking the question, like, was it even a good idea to put this out as a podcast? You know, like Mm. this it's this guy's whole very personal story, obviously, tons of issues, mental and other things, yeah, and that he didn't really go into, which was definitely there, you know. So, um, uh, he's a very complicated individual to understand, and I think that's what leaves you with so many questions afterwards. Is like you are like, where is the rest of 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 him?
0: Um, yeah, because there is so much unsolved yeah. um, uh, questions or un, unanswered questions yeah. um, in the end of the, the 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 podcast. I mean, it's you know, besides the fact he was restoring clocks, and besides the fact that he had always he always had these complicated conversations about atomic fucking clocks or mm. I don't know, whatever. There's so much things I don't even understand. Yeah. Um, you know, he had so
1: very specific issues that he focused on. Yeah, so oh. he
0: had he had a lot of things that he loved to kind of uh, delve into, yeah. and but he didn't have, the I think, the mirror or the person in front yeah. of him to understand these conversations. Because obviously yeah. a lot of, like they said, a lot of the conversations he, he had or that he said that he had was with Tyler or guys he knew. yeah. But these were guys who were not clued up, clued at up all. with these these topics. Hmm. So I guess I don't know if it was to kind of have um, someone to kind of um, note down the last bit of his life, yeah. you know, and what he was about, and 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 and, yeah. and or it was merely to, you know story. Mm. I mean, because besides all of these things, you know, he had a very difficult relationship with one of the guys in town. I think Odin or something. Yeah, uh, that didn't work out. And then the other l- woman that got married. So, you know, there's so many questions that, that in the end, that you kind of have mm. to kind of figure out for yourself. Yeah. So um, I think
1: that's what makes a podcast good as well, is if it leaves you. Like we're still talking about it. It's an old podcast. Mm. You know, it's the second time I actually listened, third time I actually listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I would love to
0: go back and actually re listen to it again and then try and and find like maybe it's almost like there I'm sure if you if you go through it a few times, there would be something that you can pick up where you can maybe, you mm -hmm. know, understand things a little bit better. Yeah um to yeah. agree i don't know uh, that's at least you know when you i've um have you ever watched um afterlife
1: uh rick gervais mm. yeah love 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 it yeah so
0: yeah. i've literally watched it yeah it's incredible so, I've watched season one and two for my. I've maybe rewatched it, I don't know, 60 times, yeah. to be honest.
1: I think I need to go and rewatch it.
0: And the amazing thing about Afterlife is each and every single time after rewatching it and watching it again, yeah. I still find new jokes and new yeah. new things that kind of uh, that you missed the yeah. last 50 yeah, times. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible.
1: I would love to be that guy's friend. Mm. you're
0: <laughs> yeah tony's friend
1: what a straight shooter <laughs> yeah so
0: i think you know with with something that's written so well and sp- and also with with s down i think when something is written so well you need to be in different um emotional states to be able to pick up on all the, yeah. the crumbs that's yeah. left uh, or the the way yeah. that it's written you know yeah. so with afterlife you know, watch it when you're happy, watch it when you're sad, watch mm. it when, you know, the sun yeah. is out, when it's dark. When or it's when someone stopped.
1: close to you died. or whatever, whatever,
0: you know, and each time you're going to find something different. And I <coughs> exactly. think that's what makes something very, uh, you know, worthy mm. of re-watching, yeah. you know. It's the same like that's Matrix, true. you know, Matrix was written. Never watch
1: The Matrix. Never.
0: Fucking hell. Uh, Matrix was what? not I like a late-, <laughs> late 90s, I, I think. Know and um even until yeah. today the matrix is uh, you can yeah. it could have been 2021 it's incredible how relevant it, it still is until today you know so um anyway i don't know if, if there's a new matrix i saw the whatever the sisters names are the two writers of um, i don't know um i don't know
1: okay
0: anyway so um when i'm in the indoors um watching the matrix you are outdoors with uh, claylat. with with claylat <laughs> and f- catching carp <coughs> and uh, yeah. and booting uh, backyard in the backyard. So tell me about tell me about uh, uh, the backyard boot that I because obviously was it it was it started as a lockdown hobby or not before that.
1: Well, I only started the Instagram when lockdown kind of started. Mm. Um, I've obviously been planting stuff since forever. I grew up on a farm, which you know, um, and we always had a vegetable garden there in the corner somewhere far away. So that was, you know, I, I grew up knowing how to plant certain vegetables, learning from a very old guy on our farm, which he eventually died, and then our vegetable garden also kind of died for, for the time being. And eventually I, went, I studied in Cape Town And lived in flats, so there was never a lot of space. Mm. Everything was in pots at first. Um, but you can grow quite a lot of things in in little pots, sure. Um, people always ask me, uh, like, like weed, yeah, (laughs) 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 that too, (coughs) tomatoes, (laughs) (laughs) lettuce, um. So, yeah, I actually had to buy a new tyre yesterday. Oh, really? And, yeah, um, stupid, it's not, not a cool story. But anyway, went to the tyre shop, got a new tyre, and I asked the guy, can I have the old tyre? And, and he's like, yeah, for what? And I'm like, I just want to maybe grow. I actually want to try and grow potatoes. I see. So I know you can stack them. So I'm like, I just want to try and grow stuff. He's like, can you do that? It's so funny how people always it's like ask like the first that. thing. yeah. So, um, but yeah, then um, then lockdown started. So mm. that's kind of when I started the Backyard brewery. Um, I work in advertising and we had to start working from home. Mm. Um, but now all of a sudden I didn't have to drive to Cape Town in and out anymore. So, so I had like three, four hours a day that I didn't know what to do. And the garden always needs work. Yeah. So I thought, screw it. Um. All of the shops had massive sales. Totals had a 50% off everything before lockdown started. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to be spending money on anything for the next... F- at- I knew that lockdown was not going to end in four weeks. Yeah. Like, oh, how imi- however many weeks, days. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, I knew this was going to take a bit longer. And um i also just ha- uh, got my greenhouse before that yeah so the greenhouse was set up ready for stuff to come in and um I th- am i lying i think we yeah somewhere there the green we set the greenhouse up yeah and um so I that went was in lockdown i think it was around march february march last we, year um 20 no- when no, was lockdown I, uh, 2020 2020 that's last year yeah, year. yeah you know yes yes wow yes. okay and um and then because we we got the like paving done for Mm. the flooring part of the greenhouse you can obviously just grow stuff yeah in there as well but i thought no let me do it properly also it'll help with um weeds and stuff getting in you you kind of can create you can control things a bit better and went to sturdles bought a few planters bought everything i could That I thought I might need for the next few weeks to try and like grow as much as possible because I I grow stuff from seed mostly. Um, So that also takes a few weeks, you know. Before you can plant anything out, you first need to make the little plants. Mm. So uh, luckily, I always have seeds. And um, I think the seed companies could actually go on. I think they were seen as essential. Really? Yeah, I think so, if I remember correctly. but so, anyway, or okay.
0: But the seed companies could go on. But did was nurseries also essential? No, no, no. So how did you find the seeds then?
1: I'm not sure on uh, <laughs> deliveries. Right? Hey? Yeah, because I I, I order oh, this stuff online. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But the, the, I'm I'm not sure if in that first four weeks. I think maybe after the first four weeks, we could could get could get seeds again. Yeah, I'm not. I yeah. can't remember exactly. But in anyway, I always I have a million seeds. So yeah. it's not like you ever need to buy, but you yeah. always kind of find a need to. Sure. So and is it a South African company? Uh, yeah. Seeds? So I, I buy most of my seeds from Living Seed. Um, and okay. They're up in Joburg. They produce like the most amazing seeds for our climate. I think that's also something you need to take into consideration. You know, it's nice to get stuff from overseas, mm. but if it's not really made to grow here, sure. you might be like, you know, you might introduce like a whole few new, new issues for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So then I started with that. Um, got the greenhouse. Um, set up properly. Got the planters. Eventually, I put. Um, I ordered. Um, more planters, which is made from, like bent roof plates. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you call them. Like cor- like those corrugated yeah, yeah, roof corrugated, plates. Yeah. They bent. <coughs> company called Rain Queen Tanks fantastic product so i bought two of those as yeah. well and started filling it up with all my garden waste everything i could find like pieces of wood because you don't need potting soil you don't need to buy a whole bucky yeah. load of potting soil you know you can use nature's waste basically yeah, yeah. start filling it up and um in the top 20 30 centimeters needs to be like good compost whatever you want to mix in there a bit of fertilizer yeah <clears throat> And then, yeah, from there, things, like, I'm still building, you know. It's an ongoing process. The garden's always changing. True. Um, it's never done. There's always work. There's always weeds to pick out, um, pests to control, mm. and a lot of planning to do. I'm, I'm still learning that part. A bit and like it's but, but
0: where did you start with <coughs> the initial uh, information to, I mean, start this? I mean, did you read books? Did you go to the li- or fucking library books or buy books? <laughs> or? I mean, no, um, um, I think it's pure interest. Um, mm.
1: You know, I wanted to do it. It's not like I, I was forced to do this. Um, <clears throat> I grew up on a farm, so I've got a bit of
0: yeah background
1: knowledge. Just like how to grow things and um, soil, and how to d- like a lot of a lot of growing your own stuff starts with a good mix of proper soil. You mm. know, um, then you can grow pretty much anything. Um, and then I bought a few books, which I um, found online. It's also from a woman in South Africa. Her name is Jane Griff, Griffith of Griffiths. Yeah. And she's got a book called a, The A to Z um, of Vegetables. A to Z of Vegetable Gardening or something like that. And then also another book. Um, I'll find the name later, but yeah. Jane Griffith. If you Google it, that would be the first book to come yeah. up. And those two books has got all the info in. Like if you want to plant tomatoes, you open in the tea section, you go to tomatoes. Yeah. And it's got all the info. There's like a little chart first about all the info on tomatoes, different varieties, um, what when to plant them, because that book is also written for South African gardens. So um, we're in the Western Cape, so I know to check for I section see. number five, because that's the yeah. Western Cape. And then... I know, okay, I'm sowing between this and this month. Um, I'm planting out between this and this month. Um, <clears throat> these are common diseases that you get, that's always listed there. This is how you treat them, um, when to feed them. You know, yeah. if you don't know, you, you can use that as a reference, reference, but you kind of pick up on your garden. If you invest time in there, you pick up quite quickly. Like, exactly. This one needs a bit of attention. Sure. Um, and then you're like, oh, shit, what do I do? And you go and Google or you go and look in your books. I've also made tons of amazing, I, I call, feel like I should call them friends, but none of them I've ever really met Yeah. in person on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> I started the page um, just to actually log when I plant certain things. That sure. was the initial reason yeah. why I started. It wasn't to, to create something. Yeah. Um, or to be funny with the name or anything. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, oh, Backyard Builder, it sounds yeah. fun. It is in the backyard. Yeah. I'm from a farm. Yeah,
0: yeah, it makes and sense. And I'm
1: English and Afrikaans <laughs> and sort of all that stuff. So why not? Um, yeah. And obviously it rhymes, so people, f- I think, find it funny. And it just stuck, so I thought, okay, cool, let me quickly design a logo for it. And it started from there, but it was more to have, because uh, you always take photos of your things. True. So there's a timestamp on that, but then I'm like, okay, um, the issue is, I'm not going to go and write this down when I planted this mm. um, or when to feed it with whatever. So mm. I thought, let me do this page entirely for myself yeah. to almost have a visual diary um, of when something is planted or harvested to go yeah. and look back and like just remember. Because of your garden changing all the time, yeah. you're like, oh, love that layout that I did with this plant. Let me do it again this year, you know, whatever. So it was purely for that reason. And then... Um, yeah so from there on it kind of grew and i met so many people um so if y- you know you kind of if i start following you and you're quite good with planting tomatoes i message you and i'm like listen True. what the hell do i do here and something and then they'll say send me a picture yeah. of the um leaves or whatever and like cool and they're like okay cool this looks like leave minor mm. and you're like cool thanks for the help and you go and help yourself with. so the community on there is awesome like sure. people people are interested in what you do um I, th- I i went on there um as i said just for myself and i didn't think i was going to learn so much like and it's it's amazing
0: so it's funny that you mentioned mm-hmm. um the the books and jane yeah. What's his name? Jane Griffith. Yes. So what happened to me a few, uh, two, three years ago, uh, when I still had the coffee shop. Um, oh. So we had the Aurora Sco or something mm-hmm. happening in that little town, you know, north of where yeah. I stay. And um, I was at the coffee shop and a friend of mine told me that his friend is going to come to the coffee shop um, and I just need to direct him to how to get to Aurora from, from Feldriff. Um, and he told me, Listen, this guy is, um, you know, he's a well known horticulturalist, uh, culturalist, and he's <coughs> well known in his, um, circles. So, um, I didn't know, know more than that though. Anyway, so I was busy making coffee, whatever, and through the doors came Keith Kirsten. And, um, he asked, you know, initially I didn't, I didn't know it was yeah. him, and then he asked me, listen, um, um someone sent me, um, uh, you know, a, a mutual friend sent me, and uh, he told me that you will be able to guide me to 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 Felderf. and my first initial thing was, ah, oh, so you're the gardener, and then only afterwards, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I realized like Keith Kirsten is like probably the most well known fucking <laughs> horticulturalist in South Africa, maybe the one of the, the biggest in the world, you know, I mean, this guy had. <laughs> Radio and TV programs. He had, I don't know how many books that he's written. Yeah. You know, he's got a um, consultancy agency. <laughs> he had nurseries. He had. Uh, how you did he
1: take the. Oh, you the No, gardener? no, no. He
0: took it he took it like a chump. You know, he was just <laughs> laughing at it. But then obviously when I got, when he got to, to Aurora, he told uh, our mutual friend that uh, I called him a gardener, which is uh, kind of funny, you know. Yeah. Uh, but in my world, it's just because I'm a fucking yeah. dumb person. In my world, anyone who works in the garden is a gardener. Yeah. You know, there's no difference between you or the yeah. guy fucking <laughs> building uh, gardens or whatever the case might be. But obviously they are. So um, until today, That's obviously, exactly um, I'm still apologizing to Keith... Um, you know, for calling him a, a gardener, but um, you know, he's um, he's one of, you know, th- I mean, <laughs> the one thing that I I appreciate um, of Keith is, um, you know, being such a well-known individual in his yeah. circles, he's still so down to earth. So yeah. you know, talking to someone like myself, who's kind of bare feet yeah. and fucking running around in speedos, yeah, yeah. you know, he still makes time for us, for us people like yeah. us. So it's a, he's such an interesting individual to talk to, and obviously, um. It's the one topic where I'm I'm dog shit. Yeah. I mean, uh, you've never seen my little garden. It it in in the winter it looks amazing, you yeah. know, because the rain kind of fucking waters everything. But in the summertime,
1: <laughs> it's, it's 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 <laughs> fucking
0: it's a it's a bad place to to be. So sight for sore eyes. So um, you actually gave me the curry bush, I think it's called. Yes. Yeah. So it's going.
1: I think it's a curry plant. Your plant because. The curry bush, yeah, uh, either or. Mm.
0: Well, I don't know. I think
1: there's a difference between the curry plant and the curry bush. Really? I'm even not that glued up on those two. But yeah. you're a very nice thing to use in your stews and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Makes beautiful flowers as well. I think it'll, it'll do well on the West Coast.
0: Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, it's getting, a, it's getting plenty of sun. Yeah. So hopefully in summertime um, <laughs> we'll be able to survive. But um, I've actually changed out all my soil now maybe three, four months ago.
1: Added some compost.
0: Yeah, do you do you ever consider it, or uh, have you? Do you have any kind of earthworms, or like yes. worms that you kind yes. of work with?
1: I've got the red regular worms. Regular What's the worm. difference? So, so they also a type of earthworm, but okay. they are the ones that, um, as I understand it, they the ones that um, work more on the rotting um organic materials and the earthworms as w- that we know in the garden the white they one. work a bit deeper so I these see. ones are much more surface driven worms like on the actual rot- like r- rotting things yeah. at the top they like that more so they're all in a bucket drilled holes in the bottom i've, I've actually ordered them online um <clears throat> also in lockdown when the when delivery started again i ordered them
0: where do you buy OO worms from?
1: I got. I found that on Instagram, really? eh? That's yeah, Lu L- L- J worms or something like that. Yeah, L- 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 something like that. It's on, I followed them on Instagram, I contacted them and, and asked like, can I buy some? And then they directed me to their website. Oh, I didn't even know if they had a website back then. Yeah. Um. And yeah, ordered this little bucket came. Um. It said in the on the like it was in a box clearly marked this side up. The guy <laughs> gave it to me, the other side <laughs> up. So um opened it up. The worms were starting to crawl out um, because they have to have holes in the bucket. Sure. So then you quickly just put them in another bucket and start filling up with your garden waste, yeah. ach, kitchen waste, sorry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they multiplied very quickly. Um, and then I started adding another bucket on top and then started filling in there with f- new fresh, cut-offs and chops-offs, and yeah, um, I haven't harvested any of the. So what you call the stuff they make is yeah. vermicompost, okay, which is like the, the platinum of is compost. It? Yeah.
0: So can't you can't you then kind of make that in big quantities and then yes, sell that? Yes, people as do uh, that. There's
1: yeah. a company called Fertilis. Yeah. They do that and um, worm castings. They call it worm okay. castings um, or earth earthworm poo or whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call it um earthworm black gold i've heard people call yeah. it black gold because it's a very rich dark mine is very putty like at the moment um because it's very wet and yeah. also the nice thing you get is the the liquids that drain out at the bottom is worm pee or worm juice or whatever that you can dilute um, wow. and then feed to your struggling plants or just to any of your plants as a bit of a booster. Yeah. It's completely like natural, you know. It's, there's that's nothing crazy. added to that. So um, that's amazing. So that's a nice byproduct of your own waste yeah. um, and a few worms. I'll give you some worms because um, mine is constantly multiplying.
0: Listen, I don't know if worms will survive the viscous. That's the one thing. those little red worms um, we can try. yeah you know we can we can take a few. It's, and, uh, it's
1: almost nicer to have like a little worm box than having a compost bin. Sure because you can just also leave them. You don't have to ever do anything with it if you have you have to have holes in mm. obviously, but that water that drains out, it's amazing.
0: That's I can't re- I can't think of the word now. Um, it's it's a kind of new thing that I started to follow on Instagram. That's quite quite beautiful. It's uh, like it's like empty fish tanks, but instead of fish, you kind of you have shrimp.
1: Oh, a little terrarium. Y- oh, yes, a terrarium. Yes,
0: with little uh, some some have shrimp, but most of them are just plants, like in water yes, yes, with yes. a little waterfall and yes. fucking you know all the jazz. But wow, it's fresh freshwater plants. Yeah, exactly. It's it's incredible. I
1: really want to add a, a pond of sorts to our garden also because you know then it's a constant source of water for the dogs right. like some something but the one dog will probably be in inside the pond all the time but <laughs> um also to experiment with water plants because yeah. they're so beautiful Yeah. um i mean even hiking in the amatola mountains now like you saw those ferns and stuff yeah, that grow right out of the trees and in the rock pools. Yeah. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, that was the one beautiful, th- or the one of mm. the many beautiful things of the trail was. The, the 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 difference in topography and um in in um vegetation in vegetation yeah. like every few kilometers you like you can't met- not
1: notice that yeah, yeah at
0: like kilometer 3 you are like in the lush forest it's not even forest. kilometers
1: it's like every 100 it can change within hundreds yeah, yeah, of yeah exactly
0: and then yeah. all of a sudden you're on top of the mountain yeah. in a in a fucking pine forest yeah. beautiful pine forest overlooking the yeah. eastern cape and then yeah. you Indigenous. dip down into some Beautiful, like yeah. fucking—I I don't know—those trees, like yellow wood and
1: yeah, those yellow woods took my breath away.
0: It's insane. Yeah. Um. But would you cons ever? Would you c- ever consider tilapia? I mean, to kind of close that loop of your system um, of like um,
1: the, how they do with the aquaponics? Mm. Um. No.
0: Because <laughs> you can also sell the fish. I mean, and you yeah. can that shit waters
1: just purely because of space. Like mm. you know. That's going to be a lot of investment also into like a whole new system, whereas I actually just want to grow veggies and eat it. Sure. (laughs) So um, um, it's nice for me to have the worms because it's uh, we have a compost heap. Yeah. But um, a lot of like I've got a little bucket in my kitchen, and all the chopped off stuff goes in there, and some coffee grounds every now and again. Um, I don't put the onions in there. Um, and also, no, not a lot of um orange peels and no uh, lemons, Why none not? of that. It's too strong for really? the, yeah, for the worms. So, you can add one or so in, but not a lot. Onions and garlic, strong stuff like that, and chilies, preferably, preferably not, yeah. That's um, interesting. yeah, but see, all of that, so those things I chuck wherever, like, I don't feel sure. bad if, if I don't use um my you know my onion pills every time but all the other stuff goes in there and then i take that to the
0: um to the worms yeah um is there is there any other type of i fuck for better word animal that or uh, insect or something that you can use to or to your advantage in in this yeah the chickens obviously chickens yeah yeah and
1: ducks um i know of someone that i follow that also has ducks the same way people have chickens and they eat the eggs Oh really? Yeah. So that's I mean Yeah. If you're into that and,
0: and your your dogs are they
1: No, it'll never be an option. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they'll probably like luckily there's a front yard and a backyard. Sure. But um and all my gardening is currently happening in the backyard, but I have just drawn up, like, the front yard. <laughs> We're about to so expand. Then, yeah, in the future, it's going
0: to be backyard, so, butre, and front yard, Yeah, butre.
1: yeah. So, no, the dogs will stand by that gate the whole day long and yeah. just look at what's going on. Yeah, here and the, the
0: day back. you go to hike or camp or whatever, yeah. it's fucking over the, no. over the fence. and um, Yeah,
1: and they'll dig, eh? They'll dig. <laughs> 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 they'll find a way, that little one. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no. Um, It'll be cool because um, they also help a lot with pest control. True. I would love to actually have ducks. Mm. That'll be amazing because they eat the snails. Yeah, they're not as invasive, I think, as as um, the chickens mm. because the chi- chickens like to like make you know scrub. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, they can be. They can also eat your quite a lot of your crops. So yeah. you wouldn't want that. But mm. if you have. Um, like on our farm, my mom and dad's got chickens there. That's amazing because there's, it's a very big yard. Yeah. There's not a lot of um, um, veggies and herbs that they destroy. Yeah. And two dogs to also keep them...
0: At bay. Yeah. To kind of... Uh, <laughs> on their toes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing... Um, you know what I've noticed? Uh, when was this now? Well, in the last week that I've been traveling up and down from Cape Town back home. Uh, or the last... Three weeks actually, to tell you the honest truth, uh, the amount of insects again, yeah, it's the first season you pick it up in 10 years that I've noticed the um, uh, or mm. that there's such an abundance of insects in the windscreen when I get back home on Cape Town after mm. a drive up and down. It's, a be- it's almost it's a blessing, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it is, you yeah. know, it's uh, um, it's
1: also this time of the year when things start to warm up, um, driving you know, at night, the other night from driving from our farm to Wellington, to the town where we live, um, like the whole windscreen I had to wash. And and I was like, oh, fuck. And then you're like, oh, but it's actually great to see these things because we need them. Exactly.
0: It's the first season. uh, But I'm assuming it's because of all the rain we had this year. Yeah. I can just assume because all the other seasons I could drive from, Cape Town back home, and I can have maybe two bugs on yeah. the windscreen or so, whatever the mm. case might be, which is, um, you know, it obviously shows a healthy ecosystem, ecosystem mm. to a degree. Uh, and I think I've na- mentioned this before, you know, it's the same as sharks in, uh, yeah. on the reef. You know, if you have sharks, if there's a, if you've got no sharks in the reef, the ecosystem is fucked yeah. up. So, um, predators
1: on there.
0: Yeah. So at, at this stage, obviously, you're you the c- biggest
1: you ones and the smallest the ones. The smallest ones,
0: exactly. Mm. So, um, which is, which is nice to see, but also, you know, the more you go up towards where I stay, it's potato farms, mm. it's potato wilt. Yeah. You know, and potato, Seinfeld. um, the little bit that I got to know, um, of potato farms is it's, it's quite a poisonous, mm. um, cycle to mm. fucking grow potatoes.
1: Also, I think, um. You know, the way people farm, we plant the same crops year in, year out, year in, year out. The Mm. land never properly rests and restores itself. Um Yeah,
0: if you look at if you look at Google Maps and you zoom into um into the uh, um around the Sandfeld area, you you can't count the amount of crop circles that we've got there. And most of those that you well most i can't tell you if it's most or not but a lot of those that you will see from from the air or from from google maps are empty deserted crop circles where you know the 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 land has been poisoned so much that, they can't that plant. you need to rest it for like 5 to 10 yeah. years before you can try and restart it yeah. again so um you know, and obviously, yeah. the reason why I'm mentioning that is, you know, to to poison all that shit, or to, to f- because now you fucking, you know, you are spraying something mm-hmm. to make it grow quicker, and then that has a negative effect. So now you've got to spray something fucking else yeah. to kill the bee, and then you need to pr- spray something yeah. else to save the bee, but now it kills the m- fucking mole, yeah. and now you need to spray this to kill yeah. the mole, but to save the r- whatever. Yeah, you know, so it's just a fucking. St- ferris wheel yeah. that's non-stop.
1: It's so difficult to, to go from that to I think uh, organic way of farming you know we are a, a country that relies heavily on farmers mm. and intense farming and it comes at a cost um, True. but there you know there's there's more and more farmer farms starting to to try different things to interplant with other plants. You know, um, there's a big thing called companion planting, which I learned when I got a bit more into um, this whole backyard bird thing, thing um, and learned quite a lot. And in, in those books as well that I've mentioned, yeah. if I want to plant this plant, there's a whole section that says good companions, bad companions. And, you know, even that, you, la- you learn, oh, cool, a tomato can do really well with some basil planted next to it because it, the basil... The smell repels certain harmful insects or it attracts the beneficial ones you know um even if you plant stuff like uh, marrows and um, like butternuts and all of those pumpkins um and you plant certain flowers in between like pa- um what's na- I can't remember the caper flower caperkis. Mm. Yeah. If you plant that in between, it can confuse the insects, I you know, see. so they don't go for your beautiful um, uh, veggies that's busy yeah. growing. So I think if people can consider that more and more, we might mm. do, you know, the, the mother nature will always do a thing in any way. She'll always try and restore the balance.
0: But um, what what else do you grow in, you know? In sun. In the sun. <laughs> You know, where there's little well, to potatoes, no water. But
1: I think they Yeah, could but be potatoes,
0: wh- are, it just feels like it's such an outdated fucking thing. Because it's...
1: Yeah. It could it, be that we need to investigate into what to grow with
0: yeah, it. Yeah, well, I guess. Because, I mean, um, I don't know when last anyone took any random potato that's been grown in the Western Cape and analyze it to see yeah. how much fucking whatever Poisons is it. in it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you uh, people will probably be surprised. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not too much of a potato eater, but, um, you know, it's, um,
1: there's a, a list I read a while ago, which listed, um, if you like these foods and you, uh, you grow your own food and you like to eat them, you should be growing them because they, the, the types of fruits that get treated with pesticides and stuff the most, and blueberries were also quite high on that list. Really? Yeah, because of all the pesticides and stuff they have to use. So, I think that's also a start. You know, check what you. I always say to people, don't ever grow something you don't want to eat. Mm. Um, I I do it sometimes, but then it's for for different reason. I want the fr- that plant to flower to sure. just attract insects. So there's that, or it's a good companion for something else. But yeah. there might be one or two i won't overplant my precious space with fennel because i absolutely hate it yeah um but one fennel is amazing or two for for what it gives so
0: Mm. yeah yeah i don't know i mean um i'm sure i think a lot of what a lot Mm. of farms are starting to do is especially that side is to open up the farms to tourism, mm. to accommodation, and um, try
1: something else on the yeah, land. Yeah,
0: besides trying to you know just try and fuck it mm. up even more. So um, I guess it's either that or utilize because because a lot of what also what a lot of farms are doing is they are um, leasing out land to the rooibos farmers. Okay. So companies, you know, v- these massive companies mm. that does all these iced tea, yeah. rooibos iced teas and what, whatever on the market, obviously, you know, that's a market that grew. So now yeah. they are looking for space to, you know, grow yeah. their own rooibos. So a lot of the guys kind of put out a specific amount of hectares for these guys, yeah. you know, they and you don't have to do anything at the yeah. end of the year whenever. I mean, it takes, what, I think... Someone told me it took like sev- to seven years before yep. harvest or whatever. I don't know, but well, let's that's, just assume
1: that's such a cool export for our country. I mean, yeah, but, more but yeah,
0: but the problem with that, I'd, I've I've no fucking. I, I'm not a. I don't know anything about the yeah. robots. but I think what's happening with that again, or the 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 desert, the the negative thing of the export market is, I think it's very controlled. Mm. So you've got maybe five or yeah. ten companies individuals organizations and it's like the diamond trade they regulate it so that the price is kept high so you can't fucking come in and you know with your uh, whatever how much Mm ton and decide you're going to be exporting your you need to do it through these channels i think you know that's something that i just assume so um I don't think it's as easy for every anyone just to decide yeah. I'm going to plant my own rooibos. Yeah, I yeah. think you need to maybe or it'll be a lot easier.
1: There's always some red tape.
0: to to it'll be probably easier to kind of, you know, mm. uh, lease out the land. Yeah. Let's let these guys plant Come their in. rooibos and you just mm. take your monthly or yearly or whatever yeah. profit, I don't know, you know, when yeah. they do start to harvest. Um because I mean if you look at the Cedarburg, how many of those little farms, right those on top the, of those mountains, how many of those individual farmers are supported directly yeah. th- by really kombucha trade. companies in Cape Town and yeah. uh, I st- all these younger kind of companies that utilises yeah. the ingredients in their drinks, you know, which is amazing because mm. there's no third party, there's no bullshit. It's from the farm straight to the I saw bottle. the
1: most amazing thing in Clare Street one day. <laughs> I was I lived right behind the Checkers in Clare Street and um, there was definitely a hotel or a spot where lots of Chinese people came to, like a tour bus would drop them there. They'd come right into the checkers, and the whole lot of them walked right to the aisle from where all the teas were, put their hands in... Really? And just emptied out the robust tea. Yeah. And I couldn't... My jaw just dropped. I couldn't believe it.
0: Yeah, I actually... I was I, I was asking a friend in in Finland as well you know if they stock rooibos and in Israel they've got every I think it's one of those things where you'll probably find rooibos pretty much anywhere yeah. you know I know you get it in Russia you're going to well. get it you are going to pay maybe but it's yeah it. but it's um it's you know it's common. I think it's quite an um quite a knee uh, quite a uh, quite a What's the fucking what I'm looking for? Uh, quite a beneficial um, uh, export. Mm, definitely. Um, yeah. Very synonymous. Well, it from became Cape Very
1: synonymous, I think, with South All Africa. From Western Cape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean,
0: there's few things that w- that we do quite well. You know, I think the rooibos is one because mm. I think mean, this is the rooibos capital yeah. of the world, and then obviously the other thing is wines. Mm. You know, I and mean, stockies. Wine stockies and uh, you know having the means to to have the whole world shoot their movies in Cape Town. Mm. Fuck the last the last 2 years with lockdown and whatever the amount of movies i've watched and then in the background you see something yeah.
1: cape townish pop, pop out. or <laughs> south
0: african you are like nah, definitely yeah. you can see it it's so quick to, yeah. to notice even the other movie i watched the other day blade runner f- 2043, whatever oh, okay. it's all fucking shot in like really? they're running down um, uh, this road in, in the waterfront uh, oh, and you wow. can see the fresh stop or something in the background, you know. <laughs> the
1: sports. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then they're the, like standing on uh, um, where you park for, for the cable car. Oh, uh, okay. And then look uh, over this utopian or dystopian city. I think I
1: actually saw... And um, you can see
0: fucking Robin Island in the, or Lion's Head in the background. Yeah, You're like, yeah. This I is might definitely. have
1: seen some... Some clips of that. Yeah, yeah. It sounds familiar. Yeah, because
0: I was watching it and I was like... First, the first uh, scene I saw, what I realized in South Africa is... there was They were kind of racing with cars in this tunnel and shooting and shit. And then I thought like, fuck, but this tunnel looks familiar. Yeah. And then it's like the... What's that tunnel? The Toys clue or whatever. Um, but
1: you the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, you the, yeah. The, the old one to yeah. the left.
0: You know? Yes. Um,
1: it's amazing um, that... That little Cape Town got on the map to work on these big movies. Mm. I mean, can you imagine how much they support the local?
0: Yeah, I think people.
1: Uh, I know uh, so many of my friends are in the movie. I think industry. wine
0: farm, uh, wine, the wine industry, yeah. and I think, I could be wrong, but the maybe a few years ago, the the wine farm, uh, the wine industry, and the movie industry, I think was, two <laughs> of the biggest five contributors to the economy in the oh, western wow. cape I can totally or south africa it's yeah. insane could be so, western cape yeah so um it, i think it's a massive business um yeah and obviously you know with with the recent survivor being shot in in trans sky hopefully you know that'll also bring a new aspect of yeah. international um uh, fucking people making yeah. movies or series or whatever the case might be because it's obviously it's a beautiful place and it's I'm assuming it's cheap. Where would for you
1: do Survivor if you can choose a place anywhere? In, South, in South Africa?
0: In South Africa.
1: And does Survivor have to be beachy, watery? So can it be well sandy? They had, duny? they <laughs> had
0: that American Survivor season, whatever it was, Africa or something oh. that was shot in Ke was in Kenya. Oh wow! And I think people fucking almost died like in the first week. It was so hot, so dry. People die
1: in the Western Cape. Yeah,
0: yeah. The Western Cape is a very difficult. (laughs) It's almost impossible to be able to run, unless you have one month or two months of perfect weather, which is fucking impossible in Cape Town. So, and in the summertime you want to shoot it because it's hotter, but then you've got the Southeaster pumping, which is cold again. So, it'll never work in the Western Cape. But if it did. If they ever did decide to shoot in the Western Cape then we'll go far up the west coast, you know. Crayfish, <laughs> yeah. shoot fish, fucking flip over rocks and find crabs and all this shit. So it'll be they walk in the park for, for feeding. Yeah. You know, it's just at night time you're gonna be lippling um, no
1: coconuts
0: no fucking coconuts. Like yeah, that. yeah, no no coconuts. You'll be sucking on dry straw and uh <laughs> Periwinkles. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, know. It's gonna it it it'll be um uh, <laughs> I would love to, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think it'll ever happen uh, in this part of the world. Um, anyway, so um, the last thing I wanted to ask you regarding the, the backyard boudoir is um, now that you've got—I mean, you've got your greenhouse, you've got your planters—that you've said. Mm-hmm. Um, how? I mean, how do you? How do you go? Because you just mentioned now you want to convert the front front yard into yeah. potential. Is that going to be something completely different or are you going to just no, kind of... Oh, mimic- it'll
1: probably be just the extension of that. I just need more space. Yeah. Um want to grow a few more things. But um, we've got roses there in, this on a, in a section that's not performing well. I think, the like like we said earlier, I think it's those roses has been planted there since... Mm time immemorial like it's yeah. been there forever so they're not producing very well i i can see them getting sick every year at some so stage constantly have to spray them to prevent them from getting like little pests and stuff yeah so i mean they're beautiful to look at but i think we're just gonna take them out um and then use that space i'm gonna get more of those um planters just because i like how they look and how yeah. they work um they're solid, they they I'm not ever gonna have to the wooden planter box is, is amazing. Actually um I've bought planks to build my own one. Yeah. But I'm not gonna do that right away because our summers get super hot, like forty, forty three degrees in the in the summer days. Yeah. So I wanna um I rather wanna use the um Metal planters, just because they're more solid, they don't need any upkeep once sure. you've got them. Yeah, um, also, the reason why I'm doing raised beds is moles, such a big problem. Mm. Um, and I, I found that if I don't do something about it, I'm going to constantly have to battle with these moles, and yeah. I can't plant any root vegetables. So, um, figured the raised beds will be a good solution. Um, and I've added chicken wire at the bottom full in the bottom with lots of chicken like double layer chicken wire um i'm not sure how long that'll last you yeah. know it might be 3 4 years then they might rush through sure but then it's worth it to pick it up again and start over it's not going to be fun but yeah. um let's
0: can't you can't you like um i mean it's not going to really add much life to it but maybe it could help a little bit like uh, uh, Spray it completely with uh, or drenched it in a bath of like silicon, sp- silicon or something. Those um uh, little. Oh, mm, uh, psh-
1: uh, the chicken wire mm. to almost like yeah, make kind it of more solid.
0: waterproof just over. Yeah. There. But then obviously, I think that kind yeah. that could leak you into know, the I think soil.
1: Ideally, you would wanna probably put metal plating at like the those t- um plant actually come with a bottom option I you see. can add it in but I don't want that I yeah. actually w- want to allow sure. you know um the roots to go through if yeah. it needs to yeah um and also you know you you want the microorganisms to move yeah. freely yeah, yeah, yeah. um and help improve the soil you know yeah. so I don't I don't really want to have the bottom in but maybe I can speak to them and see if there's an option to I'm not sure what you call it it's those metal things that has holes they use it, mm, I don't know exactly where they use it, but it's a more metally type of thing. Maybe we can get someone to fix that to the bottom. I see. So it's a bit more of a permanent structure. I see. The only thing is, moles can be quite small. Yeah. So you also <laughs> don't want the holes to be too big yeah. for them to come through. So yeah. um, I think the chicken wire solution seems to be... Working. To be wor- Yeah, it definitely is working. Like yeah. no moles have come up. Um but yeah, so in the front, I'll, I, I'd like to repeat that and then, but the idea is to, obviously you can't buy all of this stuff in one go, it's yeah. just way too expensive. Yeah. So I'll start with two or three planters, but my idea is to um, immediately plant um, big poles in with the idea of going up eventually because you can grow so much in your vertical space. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it also becomes a bit of a nice feature, r- right by the entrance to our house. And it creates a bit of a, you know, privacy between the road and and the house. So, And also more space for for things to grow. So I think I'll add on to that and just keep extending until I run out of space.
0: Yeah. And then buy bigger house, bigger garden. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Buy a farm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess that's... I
1: I mean, I think it's... You always want to go bigger and bigger and bigger, but I think... There's enough space you just have to become a bit more clever and clever and clever. I guess um yeah. there's also another company called um African Grower. They actually gifted um me with a give, uh, with a grower and it's entirely vertical garden. it takes up the space of like a tiny human. Mm. Um mm. and it hangs you can hang it anywhere. Um and it grows you you get a coir based um the base is little coir and some slow release fertilizer that you mix up, put it in, and you plant your little plants and you hang it up. So you know more of that um, sure. definitely can help. But you can all, we can also only eat so much yeah, of the sure. stuff. And, and, and at
0: this stage, that's obviously what you are doing as you're growing for what you consume. Yeah, you're not. And, um, and
1: I like to like you know I obviously give away the surplus stuff. and sure. I love doing that. People always asking me you oh, um you know don't you want to start selling it yeah sure but i also have a job and yeah. i can't be doing everything at once so sure. um i think when it gets also it's a difficult thing to have t- to have plants consistent consistently you know yeah, yeah. um successive growing is quite a big thing um you need to literally sow every 3 to 4 weeks Plant out every three to four sure. weeks. So th- then you start farming, and <laughs> <laughs> you know um, th- th- it takes up a lot of s- a lot of time. So yeah. I'm in. I'm literally between Cape Town and Wellington. Um, like half of the week I'm yeah. here, half of the week I'm there. So. Yeah. It's a bit of a mission. Also now summer is approaching the heavy warm months. Nothing can grow in that greenhouse. It gets yeah. the fifties and really? you'll die. Yeah. yeah. So at the moment I'm moving things out into the garden, planting everything out, and then, you know, um am I'm I'll probably have to start with shading soon, like start yeah. covering a few of the things to help them. I see. Yeah, it's fun. It's always fun.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Like I said, um, you know, it's it's not my strong point, but obviously I do appreciate it. Um, mm. I do
1: appreciate really the p- nice pretty garden. Yeah, and uh, like, you know, fresh veggies that yeah, you know yeah, sure. didn't have a day's stress. Exactly. Well, maybe uh, because <laughs> of the heat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to eat something straight from your garden. You can literally taste the difference. Yeah, I, actually, I saw pictures... A little cocktail tomato. You won't ever get that in Willis. I
0: yeah. saw pictures of uh, different fruit and vegetables. I don't know when it was. Um, but in their natural, organic state...
1: How they used to be versus yeah, now. Yeah,
0: compared to what they look like now. And some of those things, like, if you had to give me the original mm. true version of it, I would yeah. tell you, like, I've got no fucking idea what this fruit or yeah. vegetable is. I don't even know if it is a fruit or vegetable. Yeah. So it's just amazing yeah. how we've... Uh, even carrots, you know, yeah.
1: carrots never used to be orange. Yeah. We made them orange, like...
0: what Do we still... Uh, what is those whitish carrots that you tend to find, still find somewhere is it Like white or fucking... Um, turnip. Was it Turnips. I don't know. Yeah,
1: but we, you do get white carrots. Like, I think they used to actually be white, but also you also get the purple ones. Mm, I've yeah. grown um, a few of them. Um, I harvested them a while ago, and they're yeah. p- lovely. How's that? Yeah, you get purple. They're purple on the outside, orange on the inside. You get all the different sorts. Carrots, um, I struggled with them because of the moles, because they, you know, they want to <laughs> grow roots, and the moles distract, and um, they're <laughs> growing. That's classic. Yeah
0: that's funny well thanks for my um greens i'll definitely be using it tonight <laughs> uh, and Wash tomorrow them. and tomorrow in Wash my them. in my in my scrambled egg Ooh, I'll definitely be adding them. um and that's it thanks for coming through Thank to cape town i appreciate <laughs> it and um yeah i think we'll probably off air somewhere in the in the Distant future, start to organize the next hike wherever that might be. As long as it's not actually, longer than I've fucking three days. I've
1: already um, got one for us. Really? It's called the Alexandria Trail.
0: Really? Where? Yeah.
1: It's um, you. It's uh, Ado elephant Park. Yeah. It's somewhere up there, and you hike. I think it's only two nights. Okay. Or it might only be one night in a hut or two nights. I'm. I think yeah. two nights. So it's not that long, but it's. Um, I think it's like. A 13 and a 18 kilometer or whatever, so it's yeah, like it's luchte, uh, it sounds <laughs> well, it depends on the
0: elevation, cause
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause, but there is some sand involved because yeah, you're hard yeah. towards the sea, but yeah, there are, that might be fun.
0: That should be fun, yeah. Because um, although I really thoroughly enjoyed the little bit that I had got to experience of the Amatola, I did realize, and I think I mentioned it to Brent, mm. I did mention I did realize that the seven day thing, like is not my most enjoyable mm. um, period because yeah. there is, to me personally, there's a part of the day where I kind of, I cut out and I'm like, okay, now the fun part, the exciting part of the, the mm. hike is finished or yeah. it's finished for me, but I still have 10 fucking kilometers to get to this mm. hut. Yeah. And then and I then start yeah. to, you know. Your mind of,
1: plays games. Yeah. Through. Then,
0: then, then yeah. it becomes well, kind of a. You
1: forget a, where you are and it's not fun. And you don't yeah. enjoy
0: the views and all that. No, shit. totally. So, but, um, you,
1: you, like, you know, you figured that out now.
0: And yeah exactly no I'm, I'm I'm so happy next I didn't time t- t- you t- like this t- t- t-
1: Alexandra Trail is maybe your thing
0: yeah cold food and the first fun yeah 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 <laughs> that's that's my type of vibe like um one will carry the weight belt the other one will carry the yeah. spear gun the and other one will carry the and you can actually also
1: pack nice food like yeah. you know way more stuff
0: It'll be fun um. to do a trip uh, or a hike up the West Coast as well, uh, where you try to forage as much as possible because there's oh, plenty you know, of food. For us. Well, Ines Ines did mention something. Um, uh-huh. I'll tell you as well uh, afterwards. Um, he mentioned a really nice trip where I think we could kind of try and forage um, our way through the two I'll two days three stock. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pack the snacks. <laughs> <cups. laughs> anyway, listen. Thanks, thank Rudolph. you so much. Uh, appreciate it and um, have a good week.
1: Chess. Bye. Bye.